All right. So I've been going to Pastor Gary's church for about four or five years and uh, go there for a conference, and they keep inviting me back, and it's such a joy to go. And during the time of, of, of going there, I've been able to meet you beautiful people. And, um, and we've seen God just do great things there in that church. And, and uh, we've wanted to have uh, Pastor Aaron up here. It's just a fireball. Love his haircut. Pastor Gary keeps me posted on the different things that are taking place there. And you can see over the years of me coming, this growth in the youth. And I, I know you guys have had your hand and partnered and labored. And we just see tremendous fruit, you know. They have a fine arts competition in the Assemblies of God. Uh, how many of you are aware of that? And, uh, and so they go and they compete. These guys won. You won the whole thing for worship, right? They won the entire nationwide competition for for worship, and that's no small thing. There's, I think there's thousands of churches and stuff. You know, come on, somebody say praise the Lord. It's a great privilege to turn the pulpit over to you. Come on, put your hands together for Pastor Aaron. Awesome. I'm so excited to be here today, tonight, whatever it is, it never gets dark. So you could just always say whatever you want, and you're right. <clears throat> doesn't matter. Um, Pastor Daniel has been um, more of a mentor to me than he probably knows. Um, when he first showed up, I was, I was kind of new on the scene, at least new to the staff at Cape First. And um, he was crazy. And if you all know Pastor Gary, I don't know what he does here, but he's, he's a little bit more conservative than Pastor Daniel. And so he's, Pastor Gary is good with staying about right here and every now and again, maybe right here. And if he really gets crazy, he might walk down there. And so I, I was kind of mentored by Pastor, and then I saw um, talk about a fireball come to our church. And um, the first thing I saw was he was whistling in the front row. And I was like, what is going on over there? That guy's like, and I was like, is he trying, what is he doing? And that was just his worship. And uh, he was dancing, uh, you know, helicopter, doing whatever he could up in the front row, knocking people over. And um, I just observed from a distance um, and watched and listened. And um, so many prophet, prophetic words he's, he's prophesied probably over each person that came here. Uh, we were all a little scared of him at first. When he gets those eyes on you, it's like, uh-oh, he's coming after me. You just kind of look down. And, um, but it changed our world. It changed, it changed, um, it honestly changed how I preached. Um, and I'm so thankful that God crossed our paths. And um, he prophesied over me. He's the only prophet that's ever prophesied over me that I needed to lose weight. <clears throat> I'm telling you, he gets crazy. And I was like, how about I buy a bigger shirt, you know? Uh, but uh, <laughs> there's more to the word, but it was, it was funny at the time. Um, and so many things happened um, over the last five or six years. I don't know what it is. But I watched, and I watched, and I observed, and um, I slowly tried to just, every time he came, I was like, you know, I'd put my in staff meeting and be like, uh, who's hosting Pastor Daniel? 
And they would always go to somebody. I'd be like, oh, shoot, maybe next year. And a couple of years ago, I got to hang out with him for a little bit and drive around. And he's as crazy as ever as he is on the platform. He's the same. I love that about him. He's the same wherever we go. We walked into a store to buy a shirt. And he's like, hey, where do you go to church? Do you know Jesus? And I was like, I love this guy. This is what it's about. Best thing about your pastor is his integrity. He's the same no matter who's watching. And I watched that, and that's what drew me to him to say, I want some of that. I want to follow that. God's given me a prophetic anointing, and I wasn't quite sure um, how to administrate that. And watching you flow, watching our prophetic conference happen, um, has opened doors of opportunity for myself and for our team. Uh, We have a worship team that is um, off the charts. I I just love them. They're so talented, and I just, they're anointed, and last year, Pastor, um, Pastor Daniel prophesied over the team, and he threw the little word that they're going to make a CD, and um, I just want you to know, he, the reason that he told me that I, I, I was overweight, it wasn't an overweight comment, it was, I need to get in shape, because we're going to be running a lot, <laughs> that it's time to go. And I thought we were busy before, but over the last probably six, eight months, we have been more busy than we've ever been. And we decided to tackle a CD project in this worship team. Um, next week, their CD will be released. And, um, <clears throat> and so uh, just God is doing crazy, crazy good things. And I never thought I would have the opportunity to come to Alaska. Uh, you see it in pictures and you, you hear about people talk. You, we hear pastor talk about it all the time at home. He tells us how awesome it is. And then we're like, you need a person to go with you? Nope, I'm good. And so, you know. He comes up here for, I think, to get away from us. But um, tonight I believe that God has something special. Um, I don't know where you went. I think it was you that's talking about revival. Um, you're at a tipping point, I believe, in this church. And I'll start with this. I told you as we were sitting there the other night that God gave me a vision. And um, since it doesn't really ever get dark here, um, we tried to shut the mini blinds that were all folded on, you know, kind of there and there's light coming through and I woke up and I didn't know what time it was because again it's always the same time here it doesn't matter (laughs) and Pastor Daniel I looked at the I looked at the the mini blind and I saw a picture of a sonogram like you would get when you're pregnant and it had a fully developed baby in the sonogram and I looked at that window for a minute And I just began to pray. And God told me this specifically for both of you. That over this pregnancy that you have been in, ready to birth a dream that you've dreamed for a long time. That it's been one of the hardest pregnancies that anybody could possibly go through. You've had more issues with this pregnancy than anything else in your life. But he told me to tell you this, that the baby is fully developed. And everything is functioning. And you are going to have the quickest, easiest labor that you've ever had in your life. That this baby is just coming. And you are going to birth a dream like nobody has ever seen before in this area, in this region. God is getting ready to release. And when this dream is birthed, get ready because God's going to do something supernatural in in Alaska.
I've had more fun this week. I didn't even know what a glacier was. We were driving up there. They're like, we're going to see a glacier. I was like, awesome. Is that it? Nope. It's just a mountain with snow on it. They said, you'll know it when you come to it. I hope so. Everything looks like a glacier to me. We had a ton of fun. We've, we've went all over the place, done crazy things. We saw some, we went exploring, maybe or maybe not in the church van. I'm sorry. It did wonderful, though. It did great. We saw, we washed it. But we did see three baby moose, and that, that made our day. That, that was everything to us. And I've been so blessed to be here, part of the youth camp conference. Um, you know, as much as maybe our team ministered to the students that were here, it's funny that when you do ministry, you end up getting ministered to more than anything. Your hearts and lives get broke and changed over what you see people go through and what they're dealing with. And... Um, just thank you for this opportunity. And I, I'm excited for what God has for tonight. I, am, I, I believe God gave me a word. I, I've tossed it around a little bit. Um, had a couple in mind, and I believe that this is for tonight. And so if you all have your Bibles, if you would turn with me to Exodus chapter 17, verse 10. Exodus 17, verse 10 says, So Joshua did as Moses said to him, and he fought with the Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And so it was when Moses held his hand that held down his hand, the Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands became heavy. So they took a stone and they put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hand, one on one side and one on the other. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray tonight, Holy Spirit, that you would come and invade our presence. Father, that we would understand you in a better way. Father, that we would have revelation knowledge. That we would know and hear what you want us to do tonight, Father. I thank you that we're following your plan, Father, that it would not be me that speak, but you that speak through me. Father, have your way in this service tonight, Lord. Amen. So if I was to title this sermon, it would be, it would be called Guys Like Her. Maybe not. I believe, that, I believe the picture that I saw on the mini blind in my room was in reference to what's about to happen and what needs to happen in this church. And what as a group, what unity and honor brings, what breakthrough it brings to a dream that needs to be birthed. And if you understand this story, if we can, if we can summarize just a little bit about what happened, Moses leads the children of Israel out and he's taking them to the promised land. But the children of Israel 
are never happy. They always are complaining about what's wrong, never about what's right. They get to a point in the beginning of chapter 17 where they say, we're thirsty. You brought us all the way out here to kill us by not giving us a drink. And Moses is like, what are you talking about? Did you not see all the other things that have happened along the way? They argued, they complained, and he says, why are you complaining? Moses, Moses cries out to God and says, why are you complaining? Why are they complaining to me, God? And y'all probably know this story where, where God commands Moses to strike the rock, and water comes out, and they get a drink, and then they're happy again for a moment. And I find it interesting, immediately after they get a drink, it goes straight into Moses telling Joshua, let's go to war. They're happy for a moment. Let's go. And I, and I read this, this scripture and I read this verse. And let me just tell you, in our, in our youth ministry a couple of years ago, we changed the name. Um, we used to have a youth ministry that was called Freedom Rock. And nobody knew what the name was. How many know a name is important? If you don't know what your name means, you don't know why you named something, you need to figure it out. It's destiny and purpose. And so all of our youth staff got together and we decided to change our name to Area One. And we ran it by Pastor Gary and he says that like planet, is that like that alien thing? You kind of looked at us weird. He's like, Area One. Is that like Area 51? It's like, no, it's not. It's what we really feel God's calling us to be. And our tagline was one church, one heart, one king. Because through unity brings breakthrough. And when you can all understand that when you get the, the leader's heart, Pastor Phil taught me something a long time ago that a lot of people say it's easy to, I got your back. But the hard thing is to get somebody's heart. See, when you get their heart, it brings Unity. And you don't question the why anymore. You just say, how do you want me to do it? And there comes a time in life when we have to say, hey, Pastor Daniel, I might not know why, but I have your heart. And I know that you're ready to birth a dream that's going to change the world. And when you do, just tell me what and how you want me to do it, because I'll do anything. And so as Moses tells Joshua, he says, he says, we're going to go and we're going to fight. Go get some men together. And he says, me and Aaron and her are going to go up on top of the mountain and watch. Can I tell you what brings disunity faster than anything? Is when people think that their position is greater than others. Now listen, I may never be invited back, but I truly believe that this is a word from God. And if we get this tonight, you want to see that revival? You want to see breakthrough? You want to see a new church built? You want to, you want to get through these birthing pains? That we have to understand what unity does to a church. And sometimes it's easy to sit back and tell, tell your friends and 
tell your family, and I feel like I do more than somebody else around here. Let me just tell you, as soon as you get on the same page with your shepherd's heart, it won't matter anymore what anybody's doing because you'll do it with a different passion. And so Aaron and Moses and her, they go to the top, and the story says that when, when Moses would raise his hands, that the Israelites would prevail. But when he would get tired and his hands would fall, it says that they would begin to lose. And he got tired. He got tired of holding his hands up. He got tired of holding his hands up and praying every day for the same thing to happen. And it says that he held out his staff. And he'd hold it out in his arm and he'd hold it straight up. Until he couldn't hold it anymore. But it goes on in that verse to say, in that chapter to say, that Aaron and Hur kind of came up beside him and they held up his arms. And as they held up his arms, he could stand there all day. How many know you can stand here a lot longer than you could stand here? Y'all know what I'm talking about? When the worship leader goes way too long on one song, and you're like, okay, I'm here. That's it. You're out here, you're like, oh, Jesus, okay. This is hard right here. This is hard. (laughs) Jacob, you're not supposed to admit to that, buddy. All right? Not supposed to admit to that one. But there comes a time in, in, a, in, a, in a church family where you have to turn the corner that says, It's not about what I can gain. It's about how we can gain as a team, supporting our shepherd going to the top. And listen, I, I know that this is an awesome church. Because you have an awesome pastor. I've talked to people that have taken us in, that have been so gracious, so nice, have bent over backwards for us. And you guys are an awesome people. But revelation knowledge takes, takes the prize. When you understand something, when the light bulb goes off and you go, I get it. That's tonight. Everything changes tonight. There's so many people that go through life that come to church to fill a, a seat, but they forget that you're not just here to fill a seat. You're here to do the work of the ministry. His job is to equip you to do the work. And so he prophesied over me to get in shape. I'm going to prophesy over you to do work. Get ready. So as Aaron and her sat there, or stood there and held up his arms. I can't help but wondering the crowd that watched. My heart kind of bleeds for the younger generation. And if you read the story, this is how important it is to do the right thing at the right time. If you read the story, her has a grandson that's standing in the crowd somewhere. His name is Bezalel. And in Exodus 31, it talks about him. Bezalel was in charge of building the tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant. Because he saw what honor did in a place. He saw what his grandpa did when he held the hands up. He said, hey, guess what? I'm going to hold my hands up and I'm going to build the tabernacle for the Most High God. So the other night we took a 
we took another ride, and we went out to your, uh, we've been on a lot of rides. They can't get enough of Alaska. We're only here for, we, we said, we'll sleep later. It's like one in the morning, starting to get dusk. That's when it gets dusk around here, if you want to know. We've been out, okay, driving. All the places closed. Walmart's vacant at that time, if you wondered. But we went up to the, um, we went up to the church property, and um, and I felt it to do a prophetic symbol tonight. The Bible says that Moses held out his staff, and as his arms were held up, they won. They prevailed. Now, I had to get a little bit of a bigger staff because if I would have just got one of those they sell at Walmart, my point wouldn't have been taken very well because muscles here in the front row would have held it up all night. And so I had to go get a little heavier one so it might challenge them a little bit. It was a lot bigger before we came, cut it off because I couldn't really hold it up myself. <laughs> this is cut down off the property. We just took a little, a little, we didn't take much, just this, I promise. <clears throat> Going right back to you. This is what's going to fulfill prophecy. This is what's going to birth your baby. This right here, when they come underneath you, and they understand that their job is to hold your arms up. You will understand what revival means in your new building. God's getting ready to do greatness. And Pastor Daniel, tonight, the only thing I wanted to accomplish tonight. Sometimes it's easy to read a story and miss a lot of the little things that are going on. But there's a lot of young ones that are watching. And it's almost time to pass the baton. There's people watching the older generation on what will you do next. Believe it or not, they hear more than you know, and they see a lot more than you think they do. They watch everything that goes on in the church, and they know exactly what's happening. And tonight is your night to come under the wings of your shepherd and hold up his arms. I'm telling you, man. The baby's fully developed, fully functioning. Everything's healthy. Get ready. Get ready. The quickest labor that anybody's ever seen. This dream's coming, and it's coming fast. What Pastor Daniel needs is a people that will rise up behind him, that will hold his arms up. That as his arms get tired and weary from going through the same thing every day, saying, why another problem? Another issue happened today. And so here's what we're going to do. I truly believe that there's a, a Bezalel in this group tonight. That there's some youth rising up. That a tabernacle of worship is going to be created in your new facility. And it'll be through the young generation. And so tonight, if um, Pastor Daniel and Pastor Karen can come for just a second, we're going to just illustrate something of what it's going to look like 
I just need you guys to stand here and face them. You don't have to hold it out yet. You, you take, you, you know, you, you know how, how long you can go on this. Um, I need, I need next, I need, I need pastors, ministers. What am I forgetting in your leadership team? Pastors and ministers. Any staff, any, any staff here, I need you to come and surround them. Right on the sides, right and behind, on the sides and behind. Listen, Moses was a shepherd, he was a leader. Aaron was the high priest, his staff, his pastors, his ministers. Her was just an ordinary guy. He just came to church every day. And he waited for an opportunity to say, what do you need me to do? And so tonight, this altar may not be big enough. And I'm okay with that. But in just a moment, I'm going to pray like my hair's on fire. That's what he told me to do. If there are any hers in this group tonight that are willing to say, Pastor Daniel, I will hold your arms up. Pastor Karen, I will hold your arms up. I won't step back. I won't step down. I will hold your arms as long as you want me to. I will do whatever is required. Tonight is my night to stand, to stand, to stand. For my shepherd, if that's you tonight, if there's any hers in this room that say, I'm willing to stand, I want you to surround them on both sides. Come on. This is what it takes right here. This is what it takes. We can line up right here. That's okay. There's plenty of room. that's a whole lot of people ready to do the work of the ministry. Telling you, the baby's coming. It's ready. And though the times have been tough, and you feel like I can't go on anymore, you have a team around you that says, I'm willing to hold up your arms. And so as a prophetic act, Pastor Karen, I'm going to ask you to get in on this one, too. I want this to go up in the air. Hands out. Hands out. I'm just going to ha- I want you all to put your hands towards Pastor Daniel and Pastor Karen. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray right now that the dream that you have birthed in this mighty, dynamic couple... Father, I pray right now 
that you would bring revelation knowledge to every person standing on each side. Lord, that they would know that it's their job to support their shepherd. Father, that they don't care if there's a reward. The only thing that they care about is that your dream and his dream comes to pass. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now. Lord, the dream that has been put up inside Pastor Daniel as he begins to birth the dream, as he begins to birth it, Father, that there would be no complications. Father, that there would be nothing in the way of what you want to happen. Lord, I pray right now that the right people would be at the right time. Father, that you would open doors. The favor of a king would be on his life. And Lord, I pray right now that you are doing greatness in this ministry. Father, that you are doing something that nobody's ever seen. Father, that the world will know. The world will know you because of King's Chapel, Alaska. Father, I thank you right now that you're doing a mighty work even now. That the dream now, there's a new passion, a new fire being stirred in his belly now. Lord, that you're giving new avenues, new revenue, new finances. Father, Father, open doors of heaven in Jesus' name. That there's million-dollar checks coming in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you right now that you're doing a mighty work. Father, have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give it up for your pastors. It's all yours. That goes in your new office somewhere. <clears throat> we have a slogan at our church that Pastor Gary made up that says, I can't do everything, but I can do everything I can. Listen, you're not required to do everything. You're only required to do everything you can. So get ready. You got a youth generation that is on fire, ready to run the race. Listen, I've seen a, I've seen a youth church take over before. Every place we go, every place we go, our, we go on missions trips, uh, craziest things happen. You just never could believe what happens. God opens doors of opportunity. And I believe that the reason that we came here is that the one thing that we stand for, the one thing that we bring wherever we go, is a voice of unity. Amen. And when you guys can understand that, and, and what I saw here, that's a unified heart. That's when things happen. Hallelujah. And I believe tonight God is ready to, to break open the doors. I believe there's some Bezalel standing in the crowd. That God has anointed for such a time as this. And I have no idea what time I was supposed to end. And so it's 
Is that about right? We're close. I do. Okay. I do want to pray and, and prophesy over a couple of people. Um, Pastor Daniel's going to come first and uh, pray for the service. And I'm ex- I've been I've been more excited about this this week than anything else. You can ask the team. I mean, God's never spoke more clearly to me than that. It's going to be awesome. Just all across the room, if we could just close our eyes and just focus on our king for just a moment. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, we worship you tonight. Yes, God. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. be the greatest intercessor that this place has ever seen. Your prayers reach the throne room of heaven. God says that he's taking you to a new new level. He's giving you new insight. He's giving you ears to hear like you've never heard before. And he says, don't stop. You please my heart. God, I pray right now. Man. God's given you the ability to wait and to sit. And you hear things that nobody else hears. God's going to give specific instruction. Lord, I thank you for the heart of an intercessor. Oh, yes. Oh, God, we worship you tonight. We lift our voice to you. We declare you're the king, Jesus, we need you, you're the king of kings and the Lord of lords, we worship you, oh God, we love you.
God shows me a really windy, curvy road. It's been hard to gain momentum. Feels like every time you start to move forward, you got to turn a corner again. And God says He's straightening the path. He's going to cause momentum on your side. That the favor of a king has been placed upon you. God says he's going to move you to the top fast. That part of moving to the top is going to bring a financial breakthrough to your life. But God says, get ready. I need you all in. A hundred percent. There's no stepping back. There's no losing momentum. For I've called you by name. God is placing in you a spirit of anticipation that you will no longer be stagnant, but you will be waiting for the next move of the Spirit. God's rising you up to lead. So be the great leader that He's called you to be. Amen. God says this is a new season for you. That old things have passed away and behold, I make all things new. God says in this season, he's going to, um, he's going to erase some tradition and he's going to bring a freshness to you. You're going to do things that people say, he just doesn't do that. That's not him. God shows me somebody that's very organized and on a straight path, and God says he's just going to mess you up just a little bit. And it's going to make you really uncomfortable, and it's going to take you out of your sweet spot. But he says, if you'll trust me in this one, I'll put you on the mountaintop. So, Father God, the Spirit, rise up. A fire in his belly that cannot be contained. Father, wreck him forever. And he will no longer be held down by tradition, by a structure. But Father, he would focus on you knowing that you have the plan. In Jesus' name, amen. I just love Jesus so much.
forgot to do something up front, and I'm so sorry. But this is my awesome, beautiful wife that I love more than anything. Pastor Daniel got me all mixed up when he talked about my haircut. That is my son on the drums, my oldest. Anointed. He has a breaker anointing on him. Spiritually and physically. He broke every drum set you guys have here this week, so. We fixed it, I promise. I have four kids. I had three for a long time. Then I went to Hawaii. Bad move. <laughs> but I love my little prophetess. She's two years old. She declares it from the rooftops. All the time. Oh, yes. Come on, just pray in the spirit for a moment. Yes, God. Oh. Come on, you two. Come here for a second. Come on. Come on. So I started talking about my kids. You know, Pastor Daniel called you up here this morning and said you're a spiritual father to many. But you're going to be a great father to your kids. So get ready. I know kids are in your future and you want them. says he's going to use you that your offspring will bring revival that the stuff that you've endured as a young kid God says tonight he's breaking a generational curse over your offspring over your marriage Father I thank you tonight that you are doing greatness in their lives God says, don't despise the small things. Don't look in the mirror and say, I wish. You look in the mirror and say, thank you, I know. Because God's called you to greatness. Stop trying to define it. Let God just do it in you. You are great. God's called you for it. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, set a fire. That, Lord, his kids, his grandkids, his great-grandkids will be the greatest teachers, preachers, evangelists this world has ever seen. 
Lord, I thank you for anointing a marriage, a ministry marriage, that you're anointing it in Jesus' name. The Lord's going to raise up a mighty army of prayer-worshiping warriors all around you. Even that which you saw at IHOP, even the things that you've seen, you know that that's the answer to breakthrough. And I am gathering from the north, south, the east, and west. I am summoning even a mighty worship team, and along with that will be intercessors. I'm going to call them from the north, the south, the east, and the west. The call's already gone out, and people are beginning to gather. I'm going to give you structure, and I'm going to give you people how to, to know how to structure things so that you can roll into the very giftings and anointing and the calling that I've had from you even when you were yet in your mother's room. I've mantled you with a prophetic, wild, wild prophetic mantle upon you nothing will hold you you'll be allergic to tradition and religion you'll flow in a new dimension of my power says the lord elizabeth you'll find your place you're finding your place you're finding your place don't ever don't ever let that up you're a team put together soon to be one flesh that's uh, this saturday Lord, we thank you for a pure couple. We thank you for this wonderful call. Let your fire come. Lord, touch it. Bring about the perfect plan that you have. anointing over you but you have the ear of the king God says let your request be known God's getting ready to rise you up that you can mentor the young I don't know if you um, are involved in youth ministry, but you need to be. 
is your person and wherever he's at. Is he still out? Okay. You're going to take a young women's ministry and show them how to love Jesus. You're going to show them how to get the ear of a king on their side. How you pray, how you intercede, how you worship. God says he's, he's opening a new door of opportunity. And if you run through it, even if it's not your thing, it's God's thing. And so get ready. All you youth girls out there, this is your girl right here. Jesus. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. All right. Ushers, would you help us out? We're going to bless Pastor Aaron as he preached tonight. Pastor Phil, we just love you. Love you guys. Come on, you pray, ask the Lord what you should do. They sacrifice to come up here, we won't bless them. I was standing there and looked over and I, I'll tell you what I saw and then I tell, I'll tell you what I hear the Lord saying. I saw you like a, like a beautiful kite. You're tethered and kites don't work unless they're tethered. You know? And you're tethered to the Lord and there's relationships also that you're tethered to. The Lord is going to uh, give you the strength and the courage to make some hard decisions. There's like some hard decisions. And uh, He's going to lead you and, and direct you and guide you by night, pillar cloud by day, presence of the Lord's on you, and he's going to lead you, guide you, direct you, he's going to give you the courage to make some of the hard decisions that you have, you got some hard ones to make, I mean some hard, hard ones, <laughs> does it make sense, hard for the heart, you get it, you get it. there's a time of separation, it's like a, a coming to the, the, the winnowing fork, it's coming, there's coming a separation as you move into this next phase of your life, this phase of ministry. The Lord has it all marked out for you, and that's what you want. You told him, I just want your plan. There's nothing else that, that I want, Lord. I want your plan. And the Lord is going to separate and, and cause this great strength of uh, boldness and courage to take some steps into the unknown that you're really not aware of, that, that you're, not, you're unsure of. But as I said to my congregation so many times, you never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. And the Lord will lead you and he will guide you and he will direct you and he will give you the courage. And as you come to the place of the threshing floor,
floor. There will be that separation of the wheat and the chaff. And they go to a new, a new place in me, says God. And I've got your mark down. Very special. Special call of God. pray that you bless this offering many, many times over to the gift of the giver in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's just go ahead.
for what you're doing in our midst. Yeah, I just want to, I want to bring to your remembrance for those of you 
that might need just a, a tap on your memory. Uh, first of all, the text that you chose was preached here last Sunday night. The exact same text. And we had a powerful service, and yours was like part two. The other thing that, that he didn't know that uh, I'll bring to your remembrance is I had a vision of, of a native woman at full, full of her days in pregnancy. And she came to the point of birth but had not the strength to deliver the child. And, and there's scripture in Isaiah and in different places but really received a true word from the Lord. Really did. We're going to bring forth this, this child. In Revelation chapter 12, there's a dragon that tries to devour the child before it's born. You all aware of that? I've preached on that too. Come on, let's just, let's, as we, we're going to close, but let's contend right now. Let's pray right now for that which God wants to do. You know, I feel, I feel to do this. I want to invite the hearts. Come on up here. You come and lead us in prayer for this revival. You lead us in prayer for this revival. It's not, it's not an accident that you rolled into town today. Prophetic words today. They've been online. and Come on up. They've been online and they were just sharing that their visions are aligned and God's called them here. Come on, you put pray for revival. Not by might. Not by power. But revival will come. Revival is here. By your spirit. Only you are worthy to receive all glory, all honor, and all praise. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. This is your house. This is your land. You purchased it with your blood. And we thank you for it. And thank you, Lord God, that you breathed your breath. The breath, the holy breath of God. Into these dry bones. And we prophesy these bones shall live. Revival in this valley. This valley of dry bones shall live. Shall live. Shall live. Shall live. Thank you, God. We receive it. It's yours. You're so good. This is your house. This is your revival. This is your bride. This is your baby. This is your family. This is your work. Oh, glory to you. Thank you, Lord God, that the baby is coming forth today. In Jesus' name. Put your hands together. I want more. Come on, one more time. Lift your voice. Make it your prayer tonight. I want more. More of you. I want more. I want more. I want more. Come on with 
Put your hands together for Jesus. Lord, thank you. God bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon us. Lift up your countenance towards us, O oh God. Be gracious to us. Keep us. Give us peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, God bless you. Wednesday night, revival continues. Don't miss it. God bless you. I'll be preaching. Going to have a lot of fun up in here. See you Wednesday night. Praise the Lord.